When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Hot Off the Mess. It is fucking Friday. We made it through this week. It was Valentine's this week. It, I mean, I feel like we are back jam-packed with Bravo shows. I mean, now I'm recording, and we've had New Jersey, Vanderpump Rules, and Miami, which are three shows that are literally giving me everything right now. I'm so fucking happy. We are out of the Salt Lake City slump. Also, it is the day that Jen Shaw reports to prison, so... I mean, the day has come. It's here and <laughs> there's it's fucking crazy when you think about it. Um, Like the day is really has arrived. You know, she's reporting to prison today. The same facility that Elizabeth Holmes is at, who, of course, did Theranos. Um, so we got some fraudulent queens up in Texas. Um, which is fitting. No offense to people in Texas who are listening. I don't think I got a lot of Texas listeners, to be honest. I don't think I do. Maybe I do. I'd be kind of surprised. But um, wow. So I want to first start with New Jersey, then obviously go into Vanderpump and of course, and on the perfect, you know, the perfect television show, which is Real Houses of Miami. Um, I do want to address something before we get into this. So I was like, you know, being uh, masochistic and reading my reviews and I've been getting this comment uh, not just on this podcast, but there's other ones, obviously, that I do about like my mouth clicking and people think I have a cough drop in. They think I'm like clicking my mouth. Um, I just want to say I'm sorry. I never really realized that I did it before. I I don't know why I click my mouth or like like that. I So I will make a concerted effort to maybe chill the fuck out. I don't know. Um, so my apologies to your ears because it is, you know, a, you know, an audio medium. So it's, you know, you want to be listening to something that's pleasant and me snapping and clicking in your mouth, um, you know, is not, it's not pleasant. Okay. So let's get into, uh, Real Housewives of New Jersey. So, we get more Polly than I was expecting. We're getting a lot more Polly than I was anticipating. And guys, I cannot make heads or tails of this man's accent. I really can't. It's like Irish. It's Jersey. There's got to be subtitles on him at all times because I genuinely don't know what the fuck he's saying. And I'm not trying to be rude or disrespectful. Like, I, it sounds like he has marbles in his mouth. I can't figure it out. But we got his we got to look at his house this episode. And I was intrigued by what I was seeing. Um, 
lots of lights. And I believe he's an electrician. And he really, you know, is dedicated to his craft clearly because there was not a single inch of that house that didn't have some sort of light bulb. It's like people who like are really into tech and they have all this like cool technology like appliances and like cool lighting fixtures. It's like, bitch, I don't care. Just give me a lamp. I really don't care. But like he's got this whole uh, wall. Excuse me. I'm kind of getting over a cold. But he's got this whole wall of wine. He's got like this beautiful kitchen island. I mean, Dolores seems so happy. There's just a part of her that I am just so proud of her. Like she's really let her walls down. She's really, you know, leaning into being an emotional girly. And I'm proud of her. Um, yeah, I'm just so proud of her. Um, it's hard to do, but he must be a special guy because, you know, she's not going to just let her walls down for anybody. And I really think she learned a lot from the David relationship because that was such a fucking joke. And I'm sorry, it was such a waste of her time. I'm so, I'm like angry for her that she wasted her time with that fucking Ninja Turtle. He was the worst. Like when he wouldn't like stay for her award ceremony because he was going to sniper school. It's like, what? Okay. Like he just was a loser. He really was. He was so unemotional. And I think Polly really brings out that side of Dolores. And I'm just, I couldn't be happier for her. And you know, like I never, this is no, this is just a vibe I get. I didn't ever think of Dolores as being like a sexual person. Like, you know, like when you just look at someone and you're like, yeah, like they just it's it's not like exuding from them. You know, I feel like with Polly, we get that out of her. You know, she wants to open mouth kiss him on camera. And I say, go for it, girl. Live your truth. Kiss that little, you know, Irish Irishman. Um, he's not little at all. He's like huge. He's just like an Irish version of Frank, frankly. Um David was the real random in the bunch. You know, like when your friend dates the same kind of guy over and over and over again, and then she dates like the really random guy that looks nothing like the others. And just because she's like, I have to try something new, but clearly it's not working. So then she just goes back to the old standby. That's kind of what she's doing with Polly. But um, he seems like really level-headed. He seems like all about Dolo. And I, that's all she wants. And that's all I want for her, frankly. So, so happy for her. We get a little bit of Jennifer and Danielle together. Um, I so far I'm really enjoying Danielle. Um, you know, that could change, could, you know, like I said, opinions on this podcast change like the breeze. You just like the weather here in Michigan, because right now it's snowing. Two days ago it was 60. I don't know what the fuck is happening, truthfully. Um, but Jennifer and Danielle just seem like a really random friendship. And when Danielle was like, yeah, you were the one that I warmed up to the most. I was like, really? I didn't see that. I didn't see them like bond. I didn't see them really talk. I Maybe I missed it, but I really don't remember that happening uh, at all. I felt like she bonded more with Teresa. I felt like she bonded more with literally everybody else um, except for Jennifer and poor Jennifer she's just hobbling around in this fucking boot her kids are dragging her left and right her daughter Olivia is truly a fucking star she's like she opens the door and she's like how old are you oh you're nine (laughs) I'm 11 I'm like 
you're 11. This girl is 11. I thought she was six years old. You know how like some housewives kids, no matter how old they get, like you still look at them like they're little kids. Like I still look at Melania Judice like she's a a baby. <gasps> Guys, I know that this is like a tangent that but I have to tell you something. I got a notification the other day, yesterday, and I look at my phone and I open up Instagram and there she is. Avery Singer has followed me on Instagram on Bravo Historian. I'm terrified. You know that I find her so scary. I respect her because I'm terrified of her. And I, um, I was speechless. I was stunned. I was gagged. I was gooped. I couldn't believe it. I was like, Avery is that singer anyway um yeah like Avery's one of them for me Melania like I still look at her like she's giving me pizza you old troll um Kyle's kids to me haven't aged like I feel like they've just been the same age for the longest time like I feel like Portia's been 13 for six years I it's weird I can't explain it it's just like or like Nene Leak's son Brent like I still think I look at him and he's nine I or Ariana Bierman is she 18? Possibly, probably. But in my mind, she's literally six years old. So yeah, that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. But, you know, Danielle is funny. Like I, I get a kick out of her. I do think she's very aware of the camera. She's very aware that she's on TV. She's making a TV show, which on some level I respect on other levels. I fucking hate um, because when Danielle or not Danielle, when Jennifer and, um, Teresa are on FaceTime they're talking about how they met with one of Margaret's old friends and they're talking about this information that they got that they'll just like never share and Danielle was like what are you guys talking about clearly you don't want to say and they're just like both staring at each other on this FaceTime and um it was just very awkward and I'm curious what the information is. I'm wondering if it's the information we get later on in the season that tears Melissa and Teresa apart finally, um, as if, you know, they aren't already. But, um, the inf- you know, how about Melissa cheating, those rumors? So I'm really curious to see if that's the information, because if Margaret knows about that, is it true? Is it not true? I don't think it is. Um, I think this woman is like very malicious, clearly. And I do get what Margaret is saying about Jennifer, where she's like, if we made up, why are you going around and snooping? And Jennifer's like, well, that's what you would do. And I don't think Margaret snoops. I think information's always just brought to her. I don't think Margaret like goes out of her way. I think Margaret definitely gives gets information given to her. And she definitely then has conversations and follow ups. But I don't think she's going around, at, you know, asking people for information. Um, that's just my two cents. Um, you know, then we get to this mozzarella party and I understand that I'm not Italian. I understand that I'm not from Jersey. I found this so disgusting. It was a hot summer day. These women are so hot and their feet hurt so bad from swelling in their heels that they have to put their feet in the pool to like shrink them. And you're playing with mozzarella. That's like, uh, guys, I truly, it's going to make me sick. 
like when they were like stretching it and the water was being poured on it and they were like all with their hands with their bracelets in the mozzarella my stomach was seriously turning like it was obviously such a jersey italian thing to do but i was it was making me nauseous like thinking about it now like that big ass piece of mozzarella just like and here's the thing. I'm a big texture girl. Like a texture means a lot to me with food. And I'm I know this might be a hot take. I don't enjoy like mozzarella. I don't like a caprese salad. I don't like that texture, that watery. Oh, my God. It's like really making me sick. The watery cheese. I don't enjoy a watery cheese. OK. And so to see this montage of this cheese for a solid 10 minutes it felt like I felt like I was being waterboarded with this mozzarella it was horrible see I just clicked my tongue I'm so sorry it's horrible it really is um yeah but I didn't I did enjoy the aprons that said like Motsy memories like you know Danielle's trying Danielle's trying I keep wanting to call her Jennifer to me in my mind she looks like a Jennifer speaking of Jennifer We've met this woman, Jen Fessler, and you guys, I hate her. I want this woman off of my TV immediately. I'm going to now refer to her as Jenny Two Cents because she doesn't shut the fuck up. In every scene, she's just like chiming in every single time. Every, every moment that there's like a silence, she fills it. And I don't need her to do that. I don't like her. I don't think she adds anything to the show. I think she's weird. I don't. I literally there's something about her that grates on me so deeply that I'm like, I like clench my teeth when I see her. I'm like, get away from the cameras. Unmic, throw that mic away, get in your car and go home because I do not want you on the show. And that scene where like the girls were fighting and they cut to her shoving that watery ass cheese in her mouth. I was like, I'm done. I tried. I'm done. I threw my hands up. I said, I can't do this anymore with you, Jenny Two Cents. I just cannot. Like during the conversation that they were all having around the bar and she just kept chiming in. She was like, well, what about that, Teresa? Oh, yeah. No, I definitely agree with that. Oh, yeah. No, I I'm like, can you shut the fuck up? You don't get paid per word, bitch. Like, stop. Enough. I And here's the thing. I want to like her. Like, she definitely is a person that normally I would, like, gravitate towards. Like, a funny, outspoken kind of gal. But with some for some reason, she just, like, grates on me. Oh, my God. Her and this mozzarella. I was being hit from all angles. Like, from all sides. I was being tortured this episode. Um... Jackie is not there. Danielle admits to the group that she's like, Jackie was not very nice to me. In my mind, I was like, and Jackie has actually come out and admitted this. So I actually was like, Danielle picked up on this. She was clearly like, I'm full time now. Jackie got demoted. She's definitely staring at me, like read between the lines. Like this is what's going on. Um, But for Jennifer to be like, oh yeah, she's a snob. I'm like, she's really not a snob. She just wanted her fucking job back. Like it's not a snob. She just, and also Jennifer, you're a snob. Well, let's be for real. Let's call, you know, for what it is. It's we're, they're all snobs in some way, except for Dolores. Um, speaking of Dolores and Jennifer, Jen, 
Dolores and Jennifer just, I, I'm confused because I don't think that they were really ever genuinely like good friends. I think Jennifer is, lives a very lonely life. Um, and before this show, she really didn't have a lot of friends because she has like five kids. She's a mom. She was busy doing all of that. And this show really gave her kind of like a sense of purpose outside of that, which I love. Um, and I don't think Dolores understood how much maybe she meant to Jennifer and that really must sting, you know, because there's clearly something amiss here because Dolores is so quick to throw it away. Like Dolores is so quick to throw out their friendship that I'm like, how close were you really? I mean, it kind of, I mean, not, it only reminds me of Bethany and Carol in the sense, listen, that when they couldn't make up, Sonia brought up the point. She's like, well, how good of friends were you if you can't like forgive one another? She's like, Ramona's fucking crazy, but I still hug her because I love her and we make up like that's what you do when you're a friend. Um, So it just kind of is like, how come that you guys can't just get on the same page? And I think people really underestimated how much Jennifer really went through. And truthfully, I think the only person that understands that is Teresa because Teresa at the pool was like, no, you guys like what Jennifer went through last year was really hard. And I think people also don't, I don't think they understand Jennifer's like old school culture because while it is similar to Italians, it is very different. And they all look at her like, well, what did you do that would cause your husband to stray? What did you do? You know, you don't, you don't get to feel sad about this. And I think she held on to that for a long time. And we're going to see a lot of rage towards Bill because she hasn't been able to express her feelings. She hasn't been able to express her rage and anger. Like you have every right, Jennifer, if you're listening, you have every right to be angry that your husband cheated on you. You have every right to feel however you feel and you and they no one gets to dictate how you get over that and when you get over that. That's on you. Um, so I do feel sad for her. There is just a sadness in Jennifer's eyes. Like I truly feel it. I said that on the premiere, like there's just something sad about her. I think she's really embarrassed. Um, Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas city, go Kevin or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, so I I feel for her and I do think Marge is being a little harsh on her. And I'm usually, you know, on Marge's side, but I just think like people need to kind of lay off Jen. I get that she was maybe snooping. I get that she was, you know, talking to someone and that isn't ideal. But at the same time, I'm like, this woman is going through something and just wants to be hugged. She really does. That's all she wants. She just wants a hug you know, and they're not giving that to her. And it, it just kind of makes me sad. It really does. Um, Teresa and Melissa. I mean, God damn it. We're back here again. 
Marge Marge started that. I again, I know I'm usually on Marge's side, but she's the one that kind of provoked this because Teresa was like, "Okay, you guys, I want to talk to you about seating charts for the wedding, blah 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 blah." And Marge was like, "Oh yeah, you know, seating charts last time <laughs> it's gonna work out." It's like Marge, God damn it. And Melissa was like, "Can we not?" Like Melissa's so fucking tired, you guys. She has had it with everyone like she is so sick of the Gorka family she I think she's sick of Joe at some point like she's like I just want to be in my little boutique and you know live my life (laughs) go to you know her daughter's like cheer practice that's all she wants um and she's you know her and Teresa start going at it and I was proud of Melissa for standing up for herself by being like no Teresa that's actually not what happened you you basically last reunion were like, you don't like me. You admitted that. We both admitted that we don't really like each other. It is what it is. And the thing about Teresa is that sometimes I don't think she realizes that what you say on this show actually does hurt people and have consequences. It's not Like, I think Teresa has the memory of a goldfish and, like, doesn't get why things hurt other people. Um, Because I I can't understand how she doesn't get how she's hurt her brother and Melissa over 10 years. You know, it just doesn't make any sense to me. But I also I also understand Teresa's like, I'm happy. Just let me be. But Melissa really didn't say anything about Louis. She really didn't. And Teresa needs to let that go. One thing about Teresa that I do want to say is how fucking angry she is at Ramona Singer (laughs) when she had to retell the story about Ramona putting her invitations on blast. She was so fucking pissed. And I remember her at the MTV Movie Awards being asked about this on the red carpet and you could just tell she was like pissed. She was like, yeah, you know, like she's so mad. Like she was like, yeah, you know, Ramona like showed our invitations and um, Louis was like, yeah, you know, but we still love Ramona. I'm like, there's there's this weird duality to Teresa and Louis where I think Louis is a little manipulative sometimes in his responses. Where if he knows how Teresa really feels, he also might feel that way. Like he also might be pissed at Ramona, but he's got to kind of play the nice guy. And then that makes you kind of soften to Teresa. It's weird. It's really weird. Also, he was on Watch It Happen Live. Andy asked him what he does for a living. He said he works in media and then does lead generation. And Andy literally looked at him and said, well, you know, one of our housewives is going to prison for that. And I was like, oop, I was gagged. Anyway, that's New Jersey. Let's get into Vanderpump. It is finally the soft, soft, soft opening of Schwartz and Sandy's. Um, this episode, I mean, I was interested. I was intrigued. You know, there was lots of different parts to it that I thought were good. But also, I find the Schwartz and Sandy storyline to be really boring. I think because we've just seen so many restaurants open on this show that I just kind of don't care. Like, I'm happy for them, sure. But I I don't know. I just I I don't find it interesting, Uh, especially because it's not opened. Like, this isn't the opening. This is a party that you're throwing for the Daily Mail. Like, we're still doing Daily Mail parties 10 seasons in. It's really fucking crazy. Um, 
And I, I also just don't find it interesting to watch Tom and Tom like not know how to run a bar at, or be told they don't know how. I just think it's really lame. And I think that their partner is a fucking dick for telling Lisa like they don't know what the fuck they're doing. It's like, of course they don't. Look at them. They've never done this before. Like, what are you fucking talking about? It just like really rubbed me the wrong way. I can't imagine Tom and Tom really loved that uh, scene with Lisa. If I was them, I'd be so pissed. I'd be like, how dare you put me on blast like that to my to my original boss and on television. You're a dick for doing that. Um, yeah, that I really, really didn't like that. But, um, you know, we get a scene with Katie and Schwartz at this Daily Mail party. And I was really, I really love Katie, you guys. I really do. Five years ago, I probably wouldn't have said that, but she looked at Tom and he was like, you know, I don't want you to feel like you chose, I chose the bar over you, blah, blah, blah. And she looked at him and she was like, you chose a lot of things over me, Tom. You literally chose everything over me. And he really did. He never picked her. In every argument, he always was like, Katie, you're you're doing the most. Katie, you're rage texting. Katie, you're doing this. Katie, you're doing that. And it and it wears on you. It's very Bethany and Jason. Um, I remember watching, you know, Bethany and Jason's relationship unravel. And Bethany was kind of tired of always being the scapegoat for everything when it came to their relationship. Like not everything is Bethany's fault. I can't imagine Bethany is obviously the easiest person to be in a relationship with. But um, I also feel that because Jason is the quote unquote nice guy and Bethany is the more outspoken one. She's the more like, you know, confrontational one, if you will, that she's naturally like, oh, and she's also the one with like familial problems. Like she's the one that went through the quote unquote most trauma um, in her life. And it was just always Bethany's fault. And that really wore on their relationship because she's like, you're also not the nicest guy. And I'm really fucking tired of everyone around me saying, oh, Jason, he's so nice. Jason, he's so nice. Make sure you're nice to Jason. Oh, why are you so mean to him? Why are you so hard on him? And that's exactly what Katie went through for fucking ever with Tom. She was always the bitch. She was always the one that was nagging him. She was always the one that was on his ass and mothering him. And but it's like she wouldn't mother you if you didn't act like a fucking baby. And he was always the nice guy. You know, it's Schwartzy. Like, he's so nice. No, he's a 40-year-old man who can't fucking tie his own shoes. Like, Katie is tired of it. And he never chose Katie. He always chose everyone else. And he would always choose Tom Sandoval over Katie. And as much as... And so that's what kind of pisses me off. And I remember reading their, like, statement when they released... um, That they released when they announced that they were separated is it painted him in this light of like, he's the victim in this. And I don't think he is. I think he is the arsonist and the firefighter in the sense of he likes to create problems, you know, but not out, not like, I hope I'm making sense. Not out loud, right? Like he likes to kind of create these issues and these, you know, fractures in this relationship. Um, by not holding up his end of the bargain, it takes two people to hold a relationship together. And he just wasn't doing his part literally ever. Um, and then he would like put it out by 
you know, being the quote unquote nice guy. And that's just not fair to Katie. And I'm really glad that Katie's sticking up for herself. Uh, I felt sad seeing her cry. And um, yeah, wow. But the Raquel and Peter, you guys, I- I'm so sick of Raquel already. I'm sorry. I I just think it's like really desperate. I think it's really desperate to go on these dates with Peter because it's like you don't like him. You just want to get on the show and get airtime. And let's be real about that. I do think her crying, you know, was very real at the date. And she's got to just stop going on dates. Like I've been there where it's like you are just not emotionally ready to be out with anybody because it's triggering and you see the person that you were with move on so you feel like okay like I should move on too but you know that they moved on too quickly so you're also like but I shouldn't be moving on like it's okay that I'm not her life is just totally in shambles and I do relate to that because it's like bitch like who whose life hasn't been in shambles but I'd like to see her without Peter you know and Sheena was even like yeah like Peter's really fucking into you and Raquel was like god damn it why? And Peter was so sweet to her. I do think it's weird and creepy that he like keeps going out with these 20 year olds that work at Sir. He is their boss. But um, he was really, really kind to her and like very, very sweet. Um, I think, you know, it's just weird. And Katie has every right to fucking hate Raquel. I'm sorry. And Sheena, from what I've seen in the previews, definitely is pushing Raquel and Schwartz together. She is. If she goes on shenanigans and says what I think she says uh uh-uh girl Katie will fucking kill you because that's that's so shitty and that's the reason why people don't like Sheena Sheena has no scruples Sheena has no fucking scruples you guys she will do whatever say whatever she has no loyalty to anybody you know it's it is what it is I do think we need to get more Sheena um I'm not getting enough frankly um, and I want to know what's going on with her and Brocky, you know, because we know that they get married, but I don't know. Something is a little off. Um, but we, that was in the preview for next week. Lala and LVP. I found this dynamic fascinating. I find all the dynamics with LVP at this point fascinating because like it, they are on the show because of Lisa. But I also think they all realize how much Lisa has like manipulated and lied and stirred shit up because if you guys remember a few seasons ago, do you guys remember Kevin Lee, the wedding planner? Do you remember at that one party, he went up to Katie and like basically told her that she was fat and was like, you need to lose weight. And she like went up to Lisa. There was something very sinister about that. I feel like Lisa told Kevin Lee to say that to Katie because I think Lisa's like, she's in the fucking mix, you guys. Like she... She's still the same old LVP that she was on Beverly Hills. Let's not get it twisted. But they all kind of have to tiptoe that line with her because it is like, okay, this is still technically her show. It is called Vanderpump Rules. So when El- when Lala comes over to her house, she calls her Lise. She's like, hey, Lise. I was like, oh, we're going nicknames. Okay. I didn't know we could have a nickname for Lisa because it feels like a very short name. Um, they sit down, they start talking about Randall and I have to tell you, it wasn't kind what LVP was doing, but I did appreciate it because it made a really good TV show. Like it made a really good scene where they're sitting there and she's talking to Lala about, you know, everything that's going on with Randall. And she's like, you're telling me 
that you never once, never once knew anything was going on. And she's like, no, I really didn't. I really didn't. Like, then they start opening up. She's like, oh, yeah, like he had me go to this therapist, but this therapist was paid to say that he wasn't married and they weren't together and that, you know, this and this and this happened. And, you know, Lala really had the wool pulled over her eyes and she must feel and beat herself up all the time for how stupid she was. And I don't think people pointing that out to her is like very nice. And I don't think it's necessary. I mean, like I said, it makes for great TV. But at the same time, I'm like, I I think she beats herself up enough about it. And she's also like chained to this man for the rest of her fucking life because she has a kid with him. Like that sucks. That's that's payback enough. You know, Um, I can't believe Randall is engaged. He was in a relationship with a woman since Ocean was born. And the girl moved in two days after Lala moved out. And they're engaged. What a fucking asshole. I I don't even have words. I want to know everything that Lala has discovered since she's been away from him. I need to know everything. The fact that there's a woman out there with Randall right now engaged while all of this is going on was with him while, you know, he was very in a very open relationship with Lala. Uh, I don't understand the audacity of some people. It is so fucking vile. It is so dirty. And I'm like, you are you're a you're a bad fucking person. This girl, I'm sorry. I, I'm I'm over this like women support women. I, no, she's a fucking bitch. To be with a man while he's very clearly in a relationship and has a newborn child and then you move in two days after his ex-fiance moves out because she's discovered all these horrendous things and then finds out that her ring was fake. That was really that was fucking crazy. Um it's disgusting that I have no I have no time for that. That is so do we know who she is? Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating all the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey, <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. I want to know who she is. Um, Hang on. Hmm. Okay, so I'm looking it up right now because I have to know. Wow, it's unknown. People say that it's a mystery woman. She's not featured on his Instagram account. Um, Randall Emmett slams ill-informed ex Lala Kent over claim that he's engaged. 
Um, his rep told page six exclusively that Randall is not engaged and anyone who says otherwise is lying, ill-informed or both. <laughs> okay. He is such a fucking goob. I cannot stand him. Hate. Oh my God. Like I'm just looking at his photo right now and I'm just disturbed in every, in every way. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, you guys, I'm sorry. I'm going down a rabbit hole. Raquel spent Valentine's Day with Tom Schwartz. Raquel and Schwartz had a fun-filled night with a group of friends, including Tom Sandoval and Ariana. Their evening at Schwartz and Sandy's included beautiful cocktails, red wine, and delicious food. Oh my fucking God. Oh. Oh my God. Guys. I'm just like, I cannot believe that Ariana would even hang out with Raquel during this whole situation. This is so upsetting. I hate this. I hate this. I just think it's so fucking shitty. I think it's so shitty. And if you guys could have seen how much Katie fucking hates Raquel at BravoCon, like you would be dead, dead. Oh my God. Anyway. Okay, that's all I have for Vanderpump Rules. Let's get into my fave girlies, Miami. Adriana clearly has a very big problem with, you know, Alexia and Marisol because she's like, they didn't care about me. I got divorced. I'm going through all of this. They don't care. They don't care. They're my bridesmaids, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, well, they also have a lot going on. You know, they they're they also have a lot going on. Adriana's not the easiest person I think to get along with. Um I find her guys this episode. I mean, I don't know how she comes back from this episode, truthfully. Um and so they're sitting at the table, they're all talking, and she just brings it up. She's like, "You know, I really feel like you guys weren't my friend. I feel like you guys haven't been there for me." And they're like looking at her like, "You know, you're right." We probably haven't, truthfully. Um, you know, Marisol's like, listen, I lost both my parents. My house got hit by a hurricane. I, you know, was not in a relationship. Then I got married. Like, I, a lot's been going on. And Marisol reminded her, like, I'm not mad at you for that. Like, I understand every, and that's the thing about being an adult is realizing, like, people can care about you and still you still have to understand that they also have their own shit going on. I always say everyone brings their own set of baggage to the table and you have to respect that. You have to understand that. And it's not personal. Um, but when it starts to get a little personal is when you start crying about your cholesterol to them and say that you're, you know, you're on set for a stroke. If my if I die, my mom will never recover. She'll like, you know, she'll lose it. She'll blah, blah, blah. And they're like, why the fuck are you talking about cholesterol? Like, what are you even saying right now? Um, it was so weird. <laughs> it was so strange. Um, I couldn't believe it. When she brought up cholesterol, I was like, bitch, what? Like, yeah, welcome to America. We're all fighting for our lives. Like, it's so bizarre. It's Adriana's clearly she just wants to be loved so badly, but by do but by wanting to be loved so badly, she just pushes everybody away. 
that's the problem. It's this evil cycle that she's got herself into. Um, then she starts talking about what a good friend. She goes, the kind of friend I am. Uh, by the way, Marisol, your ex reached out to me on a dating app and then told me that he never loved you. I was like, what are you fucking talking about? Marisol's like, we broke up five years ago. You've been waiting five years to tell me that. And now you're choosing to tell me that just to hurt me. Like, this is why we don't fuck with you. Like, this is why. Because you do shit like this. I don't understand it. It's so frustrating. People like Adriana are so frustrating because they sit around and they cry about how they have no friends. No one cares about them. If I died, no one care about me. Well, because you're fucking annoying. You're annoying and you push everybody away and you make terrible life choices. Like bringing up shit like that to Marisol just to hurt her feelings after crying about your goddamn cholesterol. Like, give me a fucking break. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. And they're all looking at her like, what are you talking about? Like, are you serious right now? It, it was crazy. And then meanwhile, in the background, you know, Lars got her big ass in the pool, like just floating around. <laughs> like, it's, just like, it's like, I love this show because it's like, well, this is all happening. Lars's like ass is just literally in frame, just bouncing. I mean, as bouncing as much as it can. Um, I loved it. And Alexia was like, why are we talking about this? She's like, this is why no one wants to date you. <laughs> She's like, because you're fucking miserable and you're horrible to be around. You're exhausting. That's the thing. Like, People like her are just really exhausting to be around. You know, we've all if you don't know a person, you're probably that person. And it's time to check yourself. At times I've been that for sure. I'm not above knowing that. Um, I really appreciated Larsa making up Nicole. I, you know, guys, I love my Larsa Marie. I do. I love her. I can't quit her. I find her to be funny. I find her to be silly in the most boring of ways. And that's just a combination that's so rare. It really is. And her apologizing to Nicole, I just really loved. You know, she was like, you know what? I said some fucked up shit and I didn't mean it. And of course, you know, this apology will last about two minutes. Uh, but Nicole was like, you know what? I appreciate that. And it was just nice seeing a reconciliation. You guys know how I feel about that. You guys know how I love some reconciliations. Um, So they go to a rage release dinner. And Julia's got some fucking... She's got something up her ass with Alexia. Now, I understand that Alexia did compare her to a Russian drug dealers or prostitutes, excuse me. But she's really holding on to that. And then there's this whole talk of the botan- the Botanica and how Marisol feels like someone put the evil eye on her and someone put a spell on her. And um, this is just the kind of conversation I love for my housewives. You know, I love that. I love that they're you know, all being dead ass serious about it. They're like, listen, I think someone really put a spell on us. And, you know, Julie, you did go to the Botanica and get us some rocks. Um, I just don't enjoy Julia. Like, I wish Kiki took Julia's mojito because there is something about Kiki, you guys. She is a magnetic force. And I also find her so interesting. Like, there's just so much going on with her. There's so many layers. I want to know more about her backstory. Like, to know that she has a child uh, blew my mind. And then, you know, she's really angry about the, someone cheating on her. I want to know more about that. And it, it really was very fascinating. 
And Adriana and Larsa going back and forth about the word bitch. I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, here we go. And I had to die. I was dying when Kiki stood up and was looking at the rage release, you know, guide and was like, this is an emergency emergency screaming at her like get your ass over here we need you because things are going off the fucking rails at this dinner table um and lisa's screaming into the void just like you guys i have real shit going on in my life like she was fully freaking out um i loved every every second of it um yeah i i couldn't (laughs) i i love them i love the chaos that they bring it's a Miami hurricane. I just, I love it. Um, and then they go into the water and they just start screaming. They're releasing their rage. They're screaming into the water. Um, and yeah, it, it really was funny because Kiki was screaming. Like Kiki was releasing that rage. She's opening up her, her vagina chakra, she said. And um, yeah. It, uh, and um, you know Gertie I think is feeling under the weather so she's not like fully on her game and screaming into the water into the ocean um, but I you know when these women have fun they really let loose and they're really giggling and Kiki's picking people up off the ground then they all fall into the water and then Adriana's foot Adriana's foot apparently could have fallen off. And then we get her in the wheelchair with the floppy hat. The sound of that wheelchair squeaking down that hallway was, it was Vicky Gumbelson levels um, of television. And <laughs> I just can't express to you like how much I love them because then having them all sit around and talk about how this wasn't a botanica that Julie went to it was simply just a gift shop that had plants and rocks and crystals (laughs) I'm like this is oh god it's just they're so funny and then they go to the beach they're having fun they're letting loose and I remember seeing the previews for this week's episode last week and Adriana says something about Frankie in his accident. And I was like, there's no way this is, you know, this is taken out of context. They just want us to get hype for next week, blah, blah, blah. Then we get the real context. She's comparing her fake foot injury to Frankie's accident. And I don't want to see a fucking word, a peep, nothing. From anybody online saying that this is the same thing as Jackie's analogy to Teresa. Because let me tell you something, it's not. And if you think that, you've got a serious fucking problem. This was not an analogy. This was a direct comparison. She was genuinely comparing her bum-ass foot to Frankie's life-altering accident where he was in a coma and on a ventilator. Which has altered the course of everyone's lives. And you're telling, and then she doubles down on it and says, I could have lost my foot. Bitch, I will chop off your foot and throw you into the goddamn ocean and have these the real barracudas eat you, bitch. I was so incensed. And in my opinion, there is no coming back from that for me. No coming back. I have the I was in, I was speechless and everyone around them around her was speechless as well. 
Um, you know, I couldn't believe it. I really couldn't. I I really thought it was the editors playing tricks on us, but it certainly was not. So next week, I mean, we're going to see that whole that whole thing pop off, but really upsetting. Um, in some Miami news, Nicole also her and Anthony are planning a destination wedding and Larsa made a post uh, for Valentine's Day with Michael Jordan's son saying that that's her forever Valentine. And I was a little surprised. I was like, wow, they're really they're really doing the thing. Um, so, yeah, that's all I have for this weekend. I will be in Chicago for the weekend. I cannot wait. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, I love you all. Have a safe, amazing, happy, low key, exciting, whatever you want kind of weekend. And I will see you guys all next week. Bye. Ahora Media Production.